Welcome to the Homeschool Loftcast, a podcast presented by the Homeschool Loft in De Pere, Wisconsin. Our goal at the Loft is to encourage parents who educate their children at home and let them know that they are both called to and empowered for the task of home-based education. At the Loft itself, we offer one-on-one consultations, book clubs and discussion groups, workshops and seminars, and a curriculum viewing library. Through the Loftcast, we extend our reach to encourage and bless homeschooling parents everywhere. And today uh, we are talking, we have a special bonus episode for you today. We are talking with Meredith Olson. Meredith leads the Vela Education Fund, where she is determined to serve brave, creative people who are boldly reimagining education in their communities and beyond. Meredith is inspired by everyday entrepreneurs who are willing to let go, listen, and learn from children as they discover their magic spark. Meredith and her husband are raising their family of four children in Wichita, Kansas. Welcome, Meredith. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here. We are delighted to have you. I have so many questions, but guess what? (laughs) We're going to start, Meredith. Can you start telling us about the Vela Fund and how long it's been around? And why did it start? How and why? Okay, so this is a great question. Um, so Vela, Vela first began as an idea back in at the end of 2017 and beginning of 2018 among a small team of people, a team comprised of um, program officers and grant funders from the Walton Family Foundation and the Stand Together community, and we were coming together and curious about um, curious about unconventional education that was happening all across America outside of traditional public, private, or charter school environments. Mm-hmm. And so it really started as just an exercise in curiosity. So, you know, if you look at the data, and and it's really interesting. Um, sometimes it's hard to even gather. Uh, data on enrollment and trends, and you rely on on government provided information. But as we dug into the data, what we found was that, you know, as um, if you looked at the last 30 years or so of um, modern sort of education and education reform, there's been a growing uh, portion of the school age uh, population that has been unconventionally schooled. And so this slow and steady growth that's happened since the since the mid to late 80s and on into today such that before the pandemic you know roughly two and a half to three percent of the school age population was being educated outside of traditional classrooms now what we found interesting about that was that this work has been happening it's been building steam um, due not to government uh, funding support or philanthropic support, but due to the creativity and determination of people who are committed to to educate children in a different way. Mm -hmm. And so to us, that was inspiring. We wanted to get smarter about it. We wanted to know what was happening. And and we wanted to see, is there a role? We were really asking ourselves, is there a role for philanthropy to play in supporting and accelerating the work that was happening on the ground among entrepreneurs, among, you know, educators and parents and families and community leaders um, to serve kids. So that was the spark. Now, here's the thing. So, you know, we thought maybe we will find a handful of groups to invest in. Yeah. (laughs) And so so together we started to make some joint investments, just cut separate checks. And then we thought, wow, there's more activity than we even realized. So we decided to set up a new a new company, a new business 
that ultimately um, was named the Vela Education Fund. And we were going to go out with a big public launch and a big splash and, <laughs> you know, a call for grant applications. And we were going to launch April. Uh, it was the first week of April of 2020. <laughs> uh, right? <laughs> So best wow. plans, we have a, a brand, we've got a launch plan, yeah. and um, and then the pandemic happened. So we thought, you know what, maybe we'll wait until the pandemic is over. <laughs> you know, <laughs> maybe we'll wait a month or two and pandemic will be over and then we can we can continue with this good work. Well, obviously that didn't happen. One right. thing led to another. And rather than investing in 15 or 20 um, entrepreneurs each year, we saw a felt need and a demand that was much greater and an opportunity to really meet the moment. And so we went ahead and, and, and truly flooded the market with um, access to capital and funding and connections among people in order, to, um, in order to respond to this really just tremendous and breathtaking level of demand. Yeah. And so, you know, where are we today? So um, that was in, in 2020. We're now in the middle of 2022. And um, we're making grant awards all the time. As of today, we have awarded 1,760. 60 grants. <laughs> and here again, this is to what we call everyday entrepreneurs. These are normal yeah. people, just like all of us on this call, but people mm. who are not normal in that they are just driven and determined to roll the shirt sleeves and do whatever it takes yeah. to serve kids. And they're yeah. doing it on their, they're doing it on their own terms. Mm -hmm. That's, that's amazing. Just wow. amazing. Wow. So where does the money come from? <laughs> That's the loaded question, Meredith. This is why you're here. <laughs> Kidding. This is a great question. So we see, so Vela is really an intermediary. So we raise funding from, you know, sort of generous donors. Hmm. And um, we've received, we're very blessed that we've received uh, seed funding from two anchor donors. And that includes the Walton Family Foundation and the Stand Together community. So they have been our anchor funders in um, 2020, 2021 and 2022. And we are expanding because we think that there's a real opportunity to broaden the base of donor support. So we're expanding um, to, to solicit support from external donors as well. And so we're starting to make headway there. We have found many donors that are interested in bringing unconventional education or rather supporting unconventional education in their home geographies. Mm. So we do have some priority geographies now that are really responding to um, generous supporters in those communities. But uh, yeah, so so they trust us. So it's, it's really a wonderful virtuous cycle where our donors are trusting us to identify um, and attract entrepreneurs who are doing the great work. And then we trust them to go ahead and deliver on behalf of the kids and their families. So it's really not about us at Vela, um, about coming up with a laundry list of requirements or, you know, here's what we think is best. It's more about yeah. us finding people who are doing the amazing work and then, you know, basically letting them, giving them the fuel so they can proceed with doing what they're doing. And they have the, the freedom to iterate, to improve, to, you know, change their approach, to be, to be flexible. So just as we're trusted, we're going to trust the entrepreneurs we support. And so the donors are like, that's fine. You can, you award the money. We trust you and goes from there. I think it goes from there. I mean, we do have, we do have routine reporting, right? But we try to, we try to make sure that it's reasonable and focused on the needs of the families and the kids. Right. So we call this work. In fact, um, the reason we got into this work was because we wanted to support what we call permissionless innovation. Mm -hmm. And so this is, it's a made up word. 
Yeah. Permits in this. You won't find it in the dictionary. I acted like I heard it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but there is, there's a scholar, his name's Adam Thier. He's at uh, George Mason University and he's written a booklet on permissionless innovation. And so we take inspiration from his guidance here where, you know, permissionless innovation is really, um, it's people who are innovating without requiring the blessing of anyone. They don't require the blessing mm-hmm. of policymakers. They don't require the blessing of funders, yes. but they are held accountable by their customers. So in this case, um, innovators who are innovating in response to the families and the kids. Yeah. Right. And so that's a different thing. And so when you think about, um, when you think about philanthropy and you think about education philanthropy in particular, this is a very rare concept. Yeah. Right. Because typically uh, grant funding has you know, you know, standard preconditions, yes, right? right? And a process and an approach. And so we feel like we have an opportunity now to um, also, you know, disrupt and um, engage in disciplined experimentation with, you know, how funds are being distributed to people so that they can innovate in a permissionless way. Mm. That's so good. Very cool. Well, Vela offers its grants to programs that are delivering learning in place of the traditional system and to programs that offer essential supports explicitly for learners and families who are participating in out of system learning. What are some of the examples of homeschool related programs or supports that have already won Vela grants? Sure thing. So um, there's let me just tell you. Yeah, it's like there is as much diversity as you could ever imagine among ideas that people (laughs) submit and that people are pursuing in in their communities. So, uh, you know, if we thought that we had the answers, we were totally wrong because (laughs) someone else has invented something different. So I'll give you I'll give you an example. So um, we work with uh, with a woman. Her name is Bernita Bradley. Mm -hmm. She runs an organization called Engage Detroit. And, you know, when the pandemic hit her, her daughter, uh, she didn't want to go back to school. She didn't want to do virtual. She was ready to drop out of school. And her mother said, no, that's not going to happen. Mm. No, I'm going to make sure that you're educated. I will homeschool you. I will do whatever it takes. So she, yeah. Bernita got smart. She educated herself. She was resourceful. She figured out what she needed to do so that she could serve her daughter. And then she thought, you know what, if I can do this, I can, I can help my friends do it too. Mm-hmm. Amen. That is right. right. Yeah. And so, you know, we see this as like transform self, transform your community to then transform the world. So Bernita didn't stop there. So she created a network and um, she not only has personally trained, um, you know, many other homeschool homeschooling families in Detroit, she's also trained them to train others. So she has mm-hmm. a train the trainer model. They're now serving more than 75 kids mm-hmm. in, in Detroit. Wow. And yeah. and now she's gone on the road. So she goes and she speaks <laughs> at conferences. She goes uh, to national that events. Good? That's yes. right. And so that that's something that's a homeschooling support. Yeah. Um, we, I mean, both of you, uh, Jenny and Tina, what you're yeah. doing, right? Home, <laughs> providing homeschool resources yeah. and and materials. And I mean, we see we see a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, we see we see hybrid models. We see tutorial models. Yeah. And um, you know, I think of I, I recently spent. I had the chance to spend 
uh, four days with um, a woman named Kim Kent, and she has Extend Homeschool Tutorial. Check it out. They're a fabulous operation. They're in Bowie, Maryland. She has about 200 kids, two locations. She has, you know, essentially kids from kindergarten all the way up through eighth grade. And then she has an upper school program as well. Um, And they're offering, you know, a collection of classes available at, you know, very reasonable cost. But the the families own their transcripts. They own, you know, they own their child's path. And there's a combination of, you know, paid staff and volunteer staff and Mm -hmm. Board and and the truth is we just we see this um, gosh I mean it's like this organic uh, organizing that's happening mm-hmm. yeah. all over the place and each instance yes. is is a little bit unique yeah. yeah well I think that's the thing there's uh, from. I, I listen in on some of the calls that, that you do with the grant winner and so we're going to talk about that going forward because it's not just about mm-hmm. giving money mm-hmm. um, but. I won a Vela grant in 2021 for my homeschool resource roadmap, which is a curriculum database, right? Mm -hmm. And I had heard about it through HSLDA um, Mm -hmm. and I decided to apply, but I thought, well, I'm not going to win a grant. I don't, the roadmap doesn't serve children directly. What it does is it provides information for parents and then it goes from there. So I really wasn't hopeful that I would win a grant, but I did. <laughs> and then you awarded me another one the next year so that I, I've got two of them. And and then, so that would have been 2020, I guess. I won the Meet the Moment mm-hmm. grant and then the next one. Um, and then I was applying for the second one when we started the homeschool loft and Jenny and I were talking and I said, well, you need to apply for the loft because we need to pay rent. <laughs> to which I said, well, I'm not really a grant person. I don't even know anything about grants. We're, we're just going to go for it. It's no big deal. How hard is it to fill out the, I'm not a form filler outer. But Tina said, we it sat is together. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the truth of it is not to like get off on this other tangent, but um, just your bird's eye view. I mean, how many people we have stuff in us. People mm-hmm. are so used to relying on the system yeah. to do something that they know how to do things for themselves, but they're afraid. They're afraid mm-hmm. to step out of what's mm-hmm. the conveyor belt look, you know what I mean? To be different, to use what's in them. And if more people would do that, guess what? It would be a great place, guys. <laughs> so, I mean, just what we know, my roadmap, the loft, yeah, and then the we're going to be interviewing mm-hmm. or uh, talking to the Valley Troubadours director. She's a homeschool band and choir program in Appleton, Wisconsin, that the Vela Fund also funded. And that's yeah. just people that we know. And there's so much more diversity out there. And then again, sitting in on those calls and hearing what everybody else is doing um, that you guys have funded as well. It's just so, it is amazing. (laughs) It is so cool. Well, and it's wild how, you know, sort of a, a relatively speaking, a small amount of grant funding can go such a long way. Meaning, I mean, okay. So many education philanthropists will fund at a, only at a very high dollar amount. So we often see, well, look, our minimum grant size is 300,000 or 500,000. Well, when you have these really high thresholds, that reduces the number of people who would even consider applying. Yeah. Right. Because people think, well, why would they fund me or my program wouldn't qualify? That's it. Right. And so. So what we found was um, in our first set of experiments, uh, and this would have been in 2020, we started with smaller, I mean, we had most of the microgrants were up to 25,000. But what we found was by dropping our grant amounts to 2,510,000, which is what we do now, we found that more and more people applied. 
And when we asked people and, you know, we just did some spot checks and asked people, well, why, why did you want to apply now? And maybe not before what we, what we heard was, I had no idea that I might actually get it. Yeah. But, but if it's $2,500, I mean, you might take me, right? Yeah. You might take me. Yeah. Well, and you know, that's the thing is, you know, I think speaking for, I'm, like I said, I would have never dreamt of applying for a grant Mm -hmm. ever because just what you said, I, why would you, I I mean, I think what I'm doing is a great idea, but (laughs) are they going to think it's a good idea? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Well, and then, so we see people who, um, they're like, wow, you believed in me. Yeah. Nobody's nobody's given me funding before. And now I'm confident. I mean, I always believed in myself, but now I'm even more confident than I was before because you believed in me and we're, and we're going, how about it? And we have other (laughs) folks who say, who say, wait, where's the catch? Is this a scam? It yes, must be a exactly. <laughs> yes. There's no way this is really happening. And, and uh-huh. we'll say, no, 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 actually it is happening. Yeah. And just, we want to share in your journey. We want to, we want to hear about how it's going yes. and, um, and we want to learn from you, but I mean, it's amazing. Some of the applications we'll get, we'll have people say, uh, look, I have enrollment right now of about 15 kids and I could go to 30 or 40 kids, but I have an unfinished room in, in this little space and I really need to pay for a drywall to make it happen. And yeah. then I can okay, fine. Yes, you <laughs> right. go, you do you and, and make it happen. So you can, can serve the demand that you're not able to serve right now. Mm-hmm. And so, so that's the difference. That's where we really feel like, um, we're filling a gap yeah. in the market mm-hmm. and, um, Yeah. And it just, it it sort of grows. So, so much so that now when we have, we have this new grant round coming up, um, we're finding that well more than half of all applications are coming to us through referral. So -hmm. someone's heard about Vela from a friend or someone else in their community. And so then they thought, well, gosh, I should, I should apply as well. And Mm -hmm. so we, we love to hear that because we, you know, we feel like, um, as more and more people are experiencing education in a different way, then that just expands our imagination collectively mm. as a society about, yes. you know, the goodness of having many different forms of, of learning, like learning anywhere and everywhere. And that's so right. This is a dynamism we need more of. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. I mean, just us. I know Tina's going to ask you a question, but I have to say this because I'm. <laughs> It's just, I'm amazed. I'm blown away by the whole thing because when we started the homeschool loft, we always believed in homeschooling. Our kids Mm -hmm. are successful. I've never learned so much in all my life, Mm -hmm. right? But when we started this thing, we had no clue what was around the corner. None of us knew the schools were going to shut down. It just be right at that time. And we thought, is this what we're going to open the homeschool office and then boom, the school shut down. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it just rained and it poured and it was beautiful and great. And then just getting the grant, mm-hmm. because again, I'm going to stress to it again. And I'm going to stress to you listeners is that you have something in you. We are so trained to, to always follow the rules of what, mm-hmm. what we think the rule, who are the rule makers? We're, nobody's really sure. Right. But we think there's only one way to do something. But when you take that, what's in your heart, you, you know, somebody else, look at these people. They believed I was apprehensive. I didn't think I thought it was a wonderful idea, but I thought, nah, (laughs) they don't even know. Are they really going to (laughs) believe? So I encourage you guys, what, what's in your heart? We, we hear so many times from moms and dads, Oh, we would love to start something like that. That would be so great. Do it. That's what I say. Well, and that's the thing too, because Vela does more than write checks. 
right? You do lots of different training. And so people have an idea, a spark. Um, they might apply for the grant, but what if they don't feel like they know what to do with it next? Yeah. How does Vela help in that regard? So we see, we see the access to capital is really just the first step. Yep. So access to, to grant funding is a wonderful thing, but what it does is it pulls people into community together. So we do offer, and, and everything we do is voluntary. It is non-coercive. So there are no mandates, there are no obligations, but we just make it available on offer that we have a monthly virtual call um, to welcome new members of the Vela community. We have an online social community that's in Mighty Networks that we invite people to join. Um, we do have people who engage in spontaneous live meetups. We are having that happening in increasingly across the country, which is really cool. Yeah. Uh, within the, the, the Mighty Networks um, social app that we have, you can, you can um, search on other Vela community members that are near you and it'll give you a whole list. Oh, no. And so people spontaneously reach out to, to one another. Oh. Um, we also have, you know, here again, we're, we're not trying to steer or direct. What we're trying to do is bring people together and then let them learn from one another. And, and there's reason for that. So we believe that, you know, in the messiness of the work that everybody is doing, because it is, it's chaotic and messy and people know where they're going and they're comfortable in that chaos because yep. they're going to get there, right? Because they're <laughs> yep. determined to do it, but they're also independent, self-determined, brave, courageous, and, um, you know, all of those things, but they want to learn from other people. So there's this beautiful sort of symbiosis between cooperation and independence. So even as folks are doing their, you know, practicing their independent craft, they want to reach out and meet with each other and learn from each other and yes. share materials and resources, yes. right? Because I can get better when I learn from you. That's right. Right. And, yep. and if, particularly if you tell me things that I'm doing that are not not particularly right. good. I can get <laughs> yeah. a lot better. Right. Uh -huh. And so we hear this, we hear this happening all the time. So I mentioned Bernita, who is in, um, she's in the Detroit area. And we have another uh, Vela community member um, called Rock by Rock is the name of the organization. It was mm -hmm. started by two, two educators and they're developing project-based learning kits and modules. Mm -hmm. And as they were building their business, they wanted to, you know, try out their, their products and their resources with, with someone who had kids. So they work uh -huh. with Bernita. Well, Sune, who leads Rock by Rock and Bernita are now very close friends. Uh, and, that is right, just amazing. See, and so this is cool. how, yeah, like Bernita's practice gets better. Sune's yes. practice gets yes. better. Everybody gets better um, because they have a chance to work with one another. And we couldn't engineer that at Vela if we tried. All we can yes. do is sort of bring people together. And, uh, you know, some of this, this beautiful serendipity happens. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's something that we love to watch. So we see it, um, you know, it's the it's, we talk about the C's, it's the capital, it's the the connection, it's the community building, it's the, you know, the sense of belonging, yeah. right? In this time of so much division in our society, yes. it's like, wait, this is my tribe. Yes. You know, we're all in this together. Yes. And, and what's um, something that's really beautiful about this is that we see, um, so, so Vela is totally agnostic on ideology and pedagogy mm -hmm. and everything else. Mm -hmm. And we see this community building happening across what you would typically expect to be ideological divides. Mm -hmm. But we find that there's this commonality of, um, well, we're just trying to serve kids so that they can live the life they were meant yeah. to live. 
Yeah. Right. And so how do we do that? And there's mm-hmm. beauty, there's inherent value and beauty in that, mm-hmm. that is, is really, it sort of transcends the divisions that mm-hmm. we have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, that's like, I mean, I, I, not to get like all existential about it, but it's <laughs> sure. like, this is, we yes. see that as something that's um, just, a, it's like a beautiful blessing that we yeah. didn't, you know, when we first conceived of putting Bela together, we didn't know that that was going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, right. But that's and just. But that is beautiful, and you're right. People can they would never talk to each other because mm-hmm. they have one divider or another. Yeah. But just by yep. you know maybe connecting on one of the Zoom calls that yes. you do, they suddenly realize, wait, I've got something in common with that person over there. Right. Yeah. And then they don't think about the stuff that, that would divide them. Yep. No, not at not at all. And mm-hmm. so you know, to me, there's just there's a lot of power that happens in that. Um, we also know there's some, some, you know, some practical things we can do. So, um, we're, we're developing a, a new product that will be a resource library where folks within the community can contribute, you know, their ideas, their knowledge, their content resources and, and learn and improve from one another. Um, so, you know, an actual like web platform that can yeah. do that. Yeah, so we're working cool. on on that. Um, and then we also offer some communication support. So we find, uh, we find entrepreneurs who are interested in talking to the press or, you know, developing a marketing plan, or they want a, you know, a video to be produced. And so we do, we do a fair amount of video production and communication support, but again, it's all, um, it's all voluntary. And these, these things, these opportunities are available to the extent people want them. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. Amazing. Well, Meredith, one of the reasons we invited you on today, this episode is originally launching September 2022, is that Vela is currently taking applications for a new Mm -hmm. round of grants and you wanted to spread the word. What are Vela's priorities in awarding this money this time? Okay. I should say. So we are currently on a rolling grant cycle. And so this round will be closing in October. So go to our webpage. It's um, www.velaedfund.org. And there's information on how to apply. This round is a micro grant round um, and micro grants in the amounts of either $2,500 or $10,000 each. Mm-hmm. And these grants are available nationally um, with a priority this time on some of our, our local regions where we have special local donor support. And so we do both national as well as, as locally focused um, investments. And so this time for these locally focused investments, we're prioritizing El Paso, Texas, Mm -hmm. uh, Tarrant County, Texas, which is the Fort Worth area, um, Wichita, Kansas. That's where I live. (laughs) (laughs) And, And then we have a whole handful of states. And let me, let me run through those states. So those include Alaska, Arizona, Colorado, Idaho, Michigan, Montana, Oregon, Utah, Washington State, and Wyoming. So you're very grateful to the generous donors um, who are in those states and who wanted to bring more Vela support there locally. So, but don't let that scare you off if, if you are operating in a different location because we also have our national program. Right. So what are, what's a good example of maybe a program or idea that would, that would match these current grants? 
So we have, we tend to classify, I mean, it's almost impossible because some of the ideas you know, defy classification or they cross right. multiple categories. You probably didn't even think about it until you read the application sometimes, right? Yeah, <laughs> That's totally right. But we tend to think of it in three categories and those are um, small, non-traditional learning environments. So that could be anything from, you know, a micro school to a pod, a co-op, um, a hybrid homeschool, a self-directed learning community, a co-learning community. I mean, they go by so many different names, yes, right? right. Yes. But basically a small learning environment that yeah. is replacing, you know, a more traditional classroom-based yep. learning environment. Um, so that would be one category. A second category is um, essential supports for families who are participating in non-traditional learning. And so this could be parent support, it could be family support, it could be um, educator support or learner support. And so, you know, like we talked about um, train the trainer models or super counseling models, uh, resource uh, based models. And then finally, our third category includes content and learning platforms. And so this is more, um, you know, sort of materials-based curriculum or technology mm -hmm. that enables out-of-system learning in new and creative ways. Wow. What are the specific eligibility requirements this time around? Okay. Specific eligibility requirements. Um we would we wish that we could have young people, but our lawyers and our compliance people advise that applicants must be over the age of 18. <laughs> <laughs> we have had um, we have had applicants apply on their 18th birthday. So, oh, wow. <laughs> if you want to do this, you just have to be 18 and yeah. maybe one day. But um, yeah, so you got to be 18, reside in the United States or U.S. territories. We have we have uh, grant recipients in three different U.S. territories. So, wow. you know, open there and um, and the grant funding needs to have some form of charitable purpose. So Vela, the Vela Education Fund is a 501c3 charitable nonprofit. And um, so while we are able to grant awards to anyone, regardless of their of their legal entity status, so we can we can give to LLCs, we can give to. Um, to, you know, sort of sole proprietors, individuals who maybe don't have an organizational form yet, right. or to um, uh, organizations that are already organized as, as a nonprofit, um, we can only do so if it's consistent with our charitable purpose. So there are a few mm -hmm. questions that are on the, the application that really speak to charitable purpose, and it's relatively straightforward. You just check a box. Mm -hmm. There's a handful of examples of what that charitable purpose might be. Um, let me see. So this is for, for new applicants. So yes. we do have some other programs that are um, where uh, Vela community members are eligible for, um, you know, expanded investment or renewals. But this time, this one is for new applicants. And um, we do require that applicants are serving more than one family because we're, we're mm -hmm. looking for this as, as really growing and being part of a, a community. And let's see, um, in the past, we have funded through some uh, funding partners like the Homeschool Legal uh, Defense Association, like National Parent Union and Wildflower. Mm -hmm. So if you've already received a Vela, um, a Vela grant via one of those partners, then, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> this one is for, new, is for yeah. new applicants. But otherwise, it's really broad. I mean, these are very broad eligibility criteria. We do encourage any and all to apply. And mm -hmm. look, if it doesn't work out this time, that's okay. We're on a rolling cycle. So apply again. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. And it doesn't need to be a program that's in existence, right? It could just be your brainchild that you want to get started and you need seed money. Well, we would like, we would like some level of proof of concept, Okay, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, we, we do have some very early stage ideas. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just, I say that because you don't have to have like this fully functioning program yet That's correct, right? Um, to apply just to encourage people who are listening mm-hmm. that they could do it. They could try. For sure. For sure. Don't, don't limit yourself. It should, the other thing we say is that it shouldn't take you longer than about 35 minutes to click through the application and fill out the field. It's not intended to be laborious. Do you think that was true, Jenny? I can vouch for that. (laughs) (laughs) That was my scariest part. I thought I, I don't know anything about grants. I'm not, I'm not the grant girl, but guess what? I did it. Mm-hmm. Tina assisted me on the side a little bit, but she was my moral support. Um, how much money could a recipient be granted, Meredith? Okay, so for this round, there are awards of twenty five hundred and ten thousand dollars available. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the application deadline by when they need to get that in. It is the applications are will be closing at the end of October. Okay. So I believe it is October 31st. Don't hold me to it. It is on the website. Go to (laughs) to VelaEdFund.org and it's the end of October. Okay. Which this is originally airing again, mid-September. That gives you six weeks. If you only need 35 minutes to fill it out, folks, you've got lots and lots of time to figure that out. So don't let that be a problem. We have heard that people have filled out the application on their phone while sitting on a park bench yeah. and they were <laughs> successful. So yes, don't hold back. Yeah. Pretty much if Jenny Tetzner can do it, you guys can do it. I know that you can, <laughs> but did you say we're going to have the link in our show notes? Yes, we will. We so will have the is, link guys. there for Vela Fund and yep. for the application page itself. We will put both of those in our show notes. Yeah. Um. Well, let's see, Meredith. Any parting thoughts or encouragement for our listeners who run, who are hoping to launch the type of programs Vela supports? Yeah, I mean, all I can say is, um, you know, this is not about Vela. This is about you. You inspire us. Um, keep doing the amazing work. Relish the the chaos. Apply your curiosity. Um, have some confidence. Uh, I mean, we really look at at each of you as as the true pioneers. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we used to say, so Vela, the name Vela is kind of an interesting fact. It's, it's the name of a constellation. See, that, I, wait, stop. I was going to ask this question yeah. and I didn't because I thought, should I, did we already know, did, right? should yeah. I, they gave me a grant, you guys, I don't even know why, but say it, say it, Meredith. Well, so, okay. So it's kind of corny, but, um, yep, it's nope. very intentional. So Vela is the name of a constellation that is shaped like a sail. And so we were Aww. thinking, oh gosh, we really, we want to sail to the frontier of education, but here's the thing. After we launched, we were wrong. The frontier is, ha- is already here. It is now you guys are the pioneers and okay. keep sailing. Wow. So that's, that's, that's what we've got for you. That is <laughs> goosebumps guys. That is amazing. And I'm so thankful. I am so thankful. Meredith is literally, I was excited for you to come on just so I could personally tell you, thank you so very much because yes. this has been a dream and I know of Tina as well, yeah. but this has been a dream of mine forever. I knew from 10 minutes into homeschooling that this would be the thing for our family and it works and it's good and it's amazing. And, um, so I just, I thank 
the Vela Fund, uh, just yeah. all everybody supporting and-, and and me too. I mean, for the loft, but yeah. also I've been able to write so many curriculum reports uh, for families through the roadmap oh, that, great. you know, and when I do the ones that I, I charge for, I don't charge much, but there are so many families in the stress of I'm going to start homeschooling and I never thought mm-hmm. I would do this, yes. that even to pay $30 on their own is too much. And so the fact that I won the grant has enabled me to write them for free for hundreds of people. And it, it, that's just been a blessing. So yeah. we, I want to thank you for that too. So oh, we love, love hearing that. Um, delighted to be on here and to support both of you. Yeah, we are so delighted that we were able to talk with you, Meredith. And moms and dads, I hope that you know from the bottom of your hearts that you are the perfect example of learning for your children. You always were and you always will be. 